Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. We can learn so much from animals that stick together. From birds in the sky who travel thousands of miles together, to schools of fish or herds of bison. We learn just how remarkable we are when we fellowship with like believers. Let's send it over to Pastor Tammy for this week's sermon. Let us now hear these words of the Lord from Acts chapter 2, verses 37 to 47. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Good morning again. Over the course of the next five weeks, we will be looking at five distinct reasons as to why church is important. And not just for people to attend and participate in, but also why we need to do so. There are people in this world that say they don't need church. Now, I would have to say that there are hundreds and hundreds of things in this world that we don't need, but church is not one of them. And I'm sure that there are distinct aspects of the church we could maybe do without, like the contention and the division. But every Christian, every person, needs to know the importance of coming together as the church. So over the next five weeks, we're going to look at these five different aspects of church in response to the question, why church? Beginning today with fellowship. But it's not just any kind of fellowship. Today we're looking at the importance of church in order to join in the fellowship of believers. Have you ever been in a group of people and felt like you didn't belong? 
felt like you were maybe out of place? I've felt that way several times in my life. I've been at social gatherings where I get to feeling like I'm being left out or completely ignored. I've entered into churches where I was ignored, snubbed, not even noticed, and made to feel so uncomfortable to the point that I never wanted to enter those doors again. I have also witnessed having new people come into church and watching as the congregation ignored them, making them feel uncomfortable and unwanted. I remember a specific instance where visitors had come to church that I had invited, and the church made them feel like outsiders, unwanted, unseen, not welcome. And that broke my heart. But that is also the opposite of what being a Christian means. Because to be a Christian, we are to be welcoming to all who enter through our doors. As well as to all that we meet on the street. Most of you would probably never even realize (laughs) that I'm an introvert. That would explain kind of why I like being alone, spending quiet time at home with no one else around me, and why I have very few close friends. But over the years, God has helped me to become more and more of an extrovert, putting people in my path to talk with, to invite to church, to get to know. And he's given me the ability to build relationships with people in new ways. And in a way, that is what fellowship is. In our scripture this morning, it states, they, meaning the believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now the Greek word used here, as well as 18 other places in the New Testament, is koinonia, meaning fellowship, partnership, participation, sharing, or communion. The scripture then continues with, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Koinonia can also mean community. This is fellowship, as the New Testament understood it. And there is clearly a world of difference between that and just mere social activities. The disciples and the believers that followed them gathered together daily. They spent hours upon hours together in fellowship, studying scriptures, eating together, sharing their lives and their belongings and all that they had with one another. 
They worshiped and praised God together. They shared their lives with one another. Now this all reminds me of my recent trip to Israel. One of the places we visited was Qumran, where even before Jesus began his ministry, the Yahad community lived and communed together. They had true community of fellowship with one another and with God. It was also discovered that before becoming the baptizer, John lived and communed with the Yahad community just shy of two years before he just up in the middle of the night and left and began his own ministry of baptizing and preaching to those who would listen to prepare the way for Jesus. So fellowship means common participation in something either by giving what you have to the other person or receiving what he or she has to give to you. You see, having fellowship means more than just getting together once a week on Sunday mornings or being present in church just once in a while. True fellowship means sharing one another's burdens praying for one another, studying God's word together, gathering together for meals like we're going to do after the service. It also means truly being a part of one another's lives, sharing what we have with others. That give and take is the essence of fellowship. And it must be utilized in the fellowship of believers, the body of Christ. But how often do we truly have that type of fellowship with others? Before we can join the fellowship of believers, we need to realize that Christian fellowship is two-dimensional. It has to be vertical before it can be horizontal. We must know the reality of fellowship with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ, as well as with the Holy Spirit before we can know the reality of fellowship with each other in our common relationships to God. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1-7 through 7 states, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie 
and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So the person who is not in fellowship with the Father and the Son is not a true Christian. To share in the reality of Christian fellowship, we must have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. Now I want to share a, a short story with you of the true meaning of fellowship. In 1773, a young pastor of a poor church in Waynesgate, England, was called to a large and influential church in London. Reverend John Fawcett was a powerful preacher and writer, and these skills had brought him this opportunity. But as the wagons were being loaded with all the Fawcett's few belongings, their people came for a tearful farewell. During the goodbyes, Mary Fawcett cried, John, I cannot bear to leave. And John replied, nor can I. We shall remain here with our people. The wagons were then unloaded, and John Fawcett spent his entire 54 years of ministry in Waynesgate. Out of that experience, Reverend John, Reverend John Fawcett wrote a beautiful hymn entitled, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. I ask you to listen to these words <clears throat> as I try to sing it. <laughs> and if you want to look at the words, it's found in the hymnal, number 557. Blessed be the tie that binds our in Christian love the fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above before our Father's throne we pour our ardent prayers our fears are is the words of this song. The text from 1 John has much to say about fellowship between us 
and our God. And I want to emphasize verse 3 and share with you this morning why we need to join in the fellowship of believers. Verse 3 says, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Now, keeping all of this in mind, there is more that we need to understand and apply as we join in the fellowship of believers. We can join in this fellowship because we have a common faith by way of the gospel that is proclaimed. But this faith is more than just an objective truth. It's a way of life, a way to be lived in love and purity. It needs to be applied by every believer and lived out in sincerity. When we believe this, we apply it to our lives. We, we live it through love, and we experience it just like the disciples and the other believers in the early church. We need to be in the fellowship of believers because of what we believe in, Salvation, the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection, eternal life, and so much more. And each of these beliefs are reinforced by joining in the fellowship of believers. We also need the fellowship of believers because we have the common grace of God through Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 7 through 9 says, Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God has not only called us into fellowship, into a relationship with him, but also with his son, Jesus Christ. But he has also given us certain specific spiritual gifts to each and every one of us. We all have different gifts that may be used alone, may not make a world of difference, but when we combine our gifts and work together, when we encourage each other using our gifts, things change for the better. So if you have the gift of giving and you have been blessed by God with many things, money, and the ability to make money, what are you doing with it to help the church? Maybe you're gifted in the area of giving encouragement or praying for others or building things. Are you using that gift and asking God to give you opportunities to use it in the church? Our gifts all differ, but when we are joined in the fellowship of believers, we can use our gifts together and make a difference. Praying for one another doing things together. Philippians 1.7, you'll find where Paul writes, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. 
and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. What Paul is saying here is that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we might be facing, we have feelings and affections for others. Because we all have that same grace that is given to us by God. Now, I could be going through a really rough time in my life, but that's not going to stop me from having affection and love for all of you. And vice versa, I would hope. But for Paul, it didn't matter Whether he was in chains or free, his friends at Philippi shared with him a cherished fellowship because of what God was doing through him by spreading the gospel. It was because of their partnership with Paul that he was able to continue God's, to share God's grace and praised them for their concern that that good news was continuing to spread. But how does that apply to us today? Are you concerned for each other and what God has called each of us to do for him? Do you join in the fellowship of believers by preaching and teaching the gospel, the word of God, to others? Do you leave your comfort zone to reach out to strangers? or people that you even know to share the good news of Jesus Christ? Or do you just come to church with the intention of getting your weekly dose of Jesus and live the remainder of the week in your way and not God's way? Paul knew he had the support and the concern of those he had contact with, that fellowship of believers in the churches that he had started by preaching God's word. It was a great comfort for him to know that the fellowship of believers was concerned for him. And it can be a great comfort for us to know that God has called all of us to do the same. And when we join in the fellowship of believers, God gives us the grace and the skills to help us accomplish these tasks for him. Each believer has been commissioned and called by God. And because we are called, there is a measure of grace to help us through any challenging times that we may face. So yes, we need to be a part of the fellowship of believers because we have a common spiritual connection also through the Holy Spirit. Once we're saved, the Spirit lives and works within us and through us. And this means, yes, that we're all going to spend eternity together. But we need to be in fellowship with other believers because we have been saved and we have received the Spirit not only at our conversion because the Spirit is alive within us. But there's another reason why we also need the fellowship of believers. And that is because we have a common enemy. When humanity fell into sin, Satan became the ruler of the world. He dominates the world. He patrols the earth and is commander of a host of evil spirits, though 
through whom he enslaves and keeps captive those without Christ. Satan works to destroy us, to destroy our faith, to infiltrate our lives, and to cause doubt and fear, and to create trouble. But when we are joined with the fellowship of believers through our faith in Christ's blood, our spiritual warfare by the Spirit and our prayers to God, we are fully equipped to defeat Satan's schemes, to resist him, and to stand firm in the faith. Because I'm here to tell you we are stronger together than we are apart. Together in the fellowship of believers, we can stand firm in God's word and truth. Learning together, working together, praying together. Picking one another up when we fall. Sharing what we have with others. Using our gifts together and breaking bread together just like we're going to do shortly. So I ask you, why church? The only reason I can think of is to join together in the fellowship of believers. Let us pray. Father, thank you for calling us to join together in fellowship with other believers that you've called to be with us. To not only worship you for an hour a week, but to worship you every hour of every week. To work together, to help one another, to share our gifts and talents with one another. Remind us this week that we need to stand firm in our faith and in your truth and allow that to help us grow closer to you as we grow closer to one another. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, the one in whom we believe. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.